Are you there? Hey, Tom. Oh, hey, what's happening? Okay, I thought I was going to be able to bring you through my... Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay, for some reason, it's not going through my board. I was trying to get the audio to go through my board so I can talk on my mic and my headphones. But for some reason, it's being stubborn. Okay, let me try it one more time. All right, last attempt. Are you there? Yeah, I'm there. I'm here. Okay, okay. I'll give up and just use it through my phone. All right. <laughs> How's it going? Does it does it is it make it poor quality if I do it on speaker? Yeah, it sounds great. Oh, you sound okay. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, it sounds great. Okay, let's see here. I'm I'm just looking at you know some stuff so that way I can keep it because I actually had a longer script, but since you're on a you know kind of have to do it by seven, uh, I'm oh, gonna no, take it down. Long. You take no, you could take your time, man. You don't have to wrap up early. It's fine. Okay. Because I just, I'm just going to, I'm going to go over and see a friend. She has a show tonight, but she's not. Her show's not till eight, so I can, I don't have to, have to be off right at seven. Oh, okay. All right. I'll, I'll make sure to still keep it, you know, elongated, but not too long. You know, just the right balance. All right. Sounds good, buddy. I appreciate it. All right, uh, whenever you're ready, and I'll do my intro, okay? I'm ready whenever you are. Okay. Welcome to the Industry or Coffin Cast. I'm your host, Nathan, and well, a big game has come and gone once more, but I'm going to need some help talking about this game, especially the way that it ended. Uh, I'm not sure why I'm picking a 49ers fan to talk about a Rams versus Bengals big game, but here we are. He's a very familiar host for sports radio as a podcast. He's a stand-up comedian and a stand-up guy. It's Tom. Wait, I'm still playing, right? Or am I retired? McClain! <laughs> That's it. <laughs> What's up, Nathan? Thanks for having me again, man. I appreciate it. Man, it's great to talk to you. I, I, felt that this is specifically one of those big games that need to be talked about because, I mean, who would have thought the Bengals would make it this far and the Rams kind of risking it as similar to a roulette wheel, putting it all on, well, in this case, for them, gold, not black or red, (laughs) and it ended up paying off. Yeah, it sure did, man. They went out and they they paid a few people to come to town, and it, it paid off for them. <laughs> and maybe might have been some refs as well. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed by Stafford, Matthew Stafford, for the longest time. I thought he was a choke artist, and I really didn't expect him to be able to hold up in a big game like that. But I was really impressed, so... I'm, you know, for Rams fans, I'm glad I'm wrong. But as a Niner fan, um, I guess my wishful, wishful thinking will continue. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really happy for Matt Stafford as well. Because usually when someone, you know, with the unlucky number 13, you know, usually you would end up having, you know, usually. But then again, maybe I shouldn't say unlucky number 13 because there was a number. Another 13 by the name of Kurt Warner that found a way to help the Rams win their first Super Bowl back in 2000. 
uh, yeah. back in 1999, 2000. Uh, was it, it was Super Bowl 34. <laughs> Helped the Rams it, win. <laughs> it was such a big deal that that Super Bowl got Kurt Warner into the Hall of Fame. I mean, he took the Rams franchise to the Super Bowl. That's <laughs> such a big deal. Yeah. All right. We're, so the topics that we'll be discussing about is uh, what you thought was a key moment to a game. Uh, do you think this game will be memorable? Uh, and especially one of your favorite uh, commercials. And then we'll also talk a little bit about with Barry Bonds not getting to the Baseball Hall of Fame for a bit since you are a fan of the San Francisco Giants and he used to play for San Francisco Giants. And then, since it's Valentine's Day at this time, what do you think Hallmark would make for a big game <laughs> movie? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Are we starting with the movie? Uh, if you want to, uh, I think they would name a movie called Kickoff Cupid. Okay, I like that. I can get behind that. I think, let's see, what about, um, uh, let me think. How about the, the, the quarterback sprint heart option? Something along those lines. <laughs> go long to my heart. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think there's a, there's a, quite a few different ones that you could come up with I bet especially if you really dug deep and went into the locker rooms <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean are, are you a fan of Valentine's Day or are you just like uh, uh not particularly I mean it's I you know since I had kids it's all about my kids I like to you know get them little gifts and let them know that they're cared about but as far as a romantic holiday not necessarily <laughs> how about you are you a big valentine's day fan nathan no it's my least liked uh favorite it's least liked holiday for me <laughs> to be to be honest <laughs> see that's why we're hanging out we're doing a podcast so we don't have to think about all that right <laughs> yeah but it's kind of annoying that people keep on saying single singles awareness day as another title forget about awareness how about acceptance day i have accepted being single <laughs> <laughs> yeah how about everybody else accept it too i'm okay with it <laughs> yeah i think for one of the hallmark uh if they did make a big game hallmark movie i think the plot line would be like a punt pass uh kick you know right. kind of a competition or or they could have it start out this guy thinks it was a smart idea to propose uh during the middle of halftime for uh -huh. the big game and he got denied <laughs> i like that <laughs> <laughs> and so and would that so, be outkicked your coverage would that be that would it be the outkicked your coverage would that be the name of that one uh no i think it would be kick off cupid or something oh kick off cupid right <laughs> yeah because you kick off and yeah their heart is kicked right out of the building right through the goal post <laughs> <laughs> 
And then have it be a year later, and their friends are like, "Hey, there's a chance to go to the Super Bowl," or or they would have to say because Super Bowl is kind of so they would have to say on in this case the Gridiron Pigskin Classic, right? Because they don't want to pay the Super Bowl fees, yeah. right? Yeah, so they would call it the Gridiron Pigskin Classic. You want to like, it's been a whole year. It's like it's too soon. <laughs> and it says, well, there's this competition, man. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> Do you have a favorite football movie? Favorite football movie? Oh, that's an excellent question. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. To be honest, I I really enjoy watching... Gosh, let's see here. I, I got to say Little Giants, to be honest. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. Uh, that's one that I want to show the kids. I saw a little, um, I, it was on Disney Channel or something. I saw a little blurb of it, and I was like, oh, I haven't showed them that one yet. I really want to show them that. <laughs> if I remember, there's yeah. some good cameos in that one, right? Yeah, there, there was Emmett Smith in there. And, uh, and it's hard to remember everybody, everyone that cameoed in that. Yeah, there was a bunch and coaches too. I've got to get that out and have the kids watch that one. <laughs> yeah, you have Rick Moranis and Ed O'Neill. I mean, yeah. you, you just can't go wrong with that. That's right. The and uh, yeah, that's right. Ed O'Neill is the the bully big brother. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, the kids <laughs> got to see that one. That's a classic. I'm just waiting for someone to do a a voice dub over one of his lines in a movie and then having it be Al Bundy saying, I scored four touchdowns. <laughs> right. <laughs> Polk High School. Polk yeah. High School rules. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch the, uh, by any chance, did you watch the Joe Montana documentary that was on Peacock? No, but I have watched the old Madden documentary. That was a well, well run. I, yeah, I really enjoyed well. that documentary. Yeah, that one was done really well. Shortly after that one, the Joe Montana one came out on Peacock, and it's like a six-part series. But they were talking about, uh, because we're talking about sports movie or football movies, they were talking about Rudy and Joe Montana was saying that uh, those players, when they carried him off the field, they kind of were doing it as a joke. They weren't doing it because he was a hero. It was more like, you know, hey, he kicked it out and they didn't realize that it was something that had never been done in um, Notre Dame history before. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done it. But it ended up going down <laughs> in history because of that. <laughs> so it actually did happen, but... There were some lenses that were a little bit crooked there. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> he was it almost was embarrassed to talk about prank. it. Like, it's kind of funny. Supposed to be a prank. Wasn't supposed to be heartwarming. That was a prank. <laughs> yep, and now Rudy's probably, I think he's probably making about uh, at least $30,000 a weekend signing autographs. So I think he was okay with uh, being the victim of that particular prank. Yeah. It, it, yeah. He's, he was pretty much at this and there similar to people going, you know, it'd be funny if we voted this person as prom king or prom yep. queen. 
And it's like, <laughs> you still made him prom king and prom queen. You know? <laughs> yep. What's, what's the prank? Unless if you're going a, a setup similar to Carrie style. Otherwise, it's not a good prank. You just... <laughs> Right. <laughs> Man, I I have to say, you know, with this uh big game, I think I'm happy that this game will be probably a lot a lot more memorable than probably last year's. To be honest, unless if you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, like, what are you talking about? I'm gonna remember that one forever. But otherwise, yeah. I think for the general audience, I think a lot more people will remember this one. Yeah, I think uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers championship just kind of like felt like a year off for the rest of us. We're like, yeah, we get it. You had Tom Brady for a little bit. Enjoy whatever. Right. And now we're back to back to normal. And the Rams put together a really good team and they struggled early and they they faced adversity and they faced teams that were really good and they they just always managed to pull through <laughs> you, you know what's actually kind of interesting with the rams you know whenever the rams play in a in a big game usually it's either they build up their dynasty or the team that they face against ends up becoming a dynasty themselves i mean the the pittsburgh steelers mm-hmm. when it's um, I think the only one is probably the Tennessee Titans, but even the Tennessee Titans were being playoff contenders even after facing against them and uh, yeah. the big team 34. But otherwise, in general, <laughs> otherwise, in general, yeah, they <laughs> yeah, I could see it was kind of a, a, a different year, that's for sure. They just uh, but I the Bengals. I can't imagine being a Bengals fan because you you go back to Super Bowl sixteen was their first appearance. They they went up against relative unknown Joe Montana and the 49ers, Dwight Clark right after the catch. They don't, they're not even remembered in history. People remember the catch. They remember the 49ers beating the Cowboys, but they beat the Bengals in that Super Bowl, right? And then years later they play them again, Super Bowl twenty three, Boomer Esiason, the Icky Shuffle. And all the heat coming in, even though, you know, the 49ers were already two-time. Okay. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Tom. Well, ready. Me too. Okay. Whenever you're ready. I'm ready whenever you are, my friend. Okay. Welcome to the Industry Horror Coffin Cast. I'm your host, Nathan, and well, a big game has come and gone once more. But I'm going to need some help talking about this game. I'm not sure if it's the best idea to have a San Francisco 49ers fan to help me out, especially with the Rams. Spoiler, the Rams ended up winning it, but he's a very familiar host, a sports radio show. for A very familiar host for sports radio. Has a podcast a stand-up comedian, and a stand-up guy. It's Tom. Wait, I'm still playing, or am I retired? McLean, welcome to the Industry Horror Coppencast, Tom. Thanks, Nathan, and I can tell you why the bank, why I make a good uh, person to talk to following the Rams versus Bengals game, because the 49ers beat the Bengals twice in the Super Bowl. 
So I have experience rooting against the Bengals and watching them uh, fall uh, twice before. So now I've seen them fall three times. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, okay. So we're going to talk about, will this game be memorable or not? Some big game commercials. Uh, we'll be talking about some of, especially with Barry Bonds not getting to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Talk about, can a third time a host city have the team playing the same stadium? Uh, Arizona Cardinals fans, I want to get hopes up for that one. And since it's Valentine's Day, we'll be talking about what would a big game Hallmark movie be, whether by title or what the plot would be. Right. I love it. I think we need more Hallmark football movies. There's not. There's so many like silly, funny football movies, like Necessary Roughness. There's all those kind of movies. We need more good, heartfelt Hallmark movies, right? Uh, Love on the Sidelines was decent. I mean, like I just watched it, but like you, you're just like, all right, I'll watch this, and you're like, that wasn't that bad. You know, that wasn't a bad Hallmark football movie. You don't really get to see any football, but I mean, not a bad Hallmark football movie. <laughs> how about if, uh, how about a cheerleader who uh, turns down the advances of the kicker and we call it a kick in the balls? Or is that not a, are we can't, are we not allowed to say that? <laughs> uh, I think they would try to find a way to, they would just call that kickoff Cupid. They, there you it, go. That might be the one that they go like kickoff Cupid. Oh, there you go. <laughs> what about kick the balls? Uh, <laughs> How about kicking uh, the head? <laughs> kicking the <laughs> kicking the pants. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think we need some more offensive linemen. We need offensive linemen who can who can have love interest. Why is it always got to be the quarterback? Yeah, exactly. It could be love in the trenches. <laughs> That's it. Love in the trenches. <laughs> I like that. Love in the trenches. <laughs> or hog love, right? Don't they call them hogs all the time? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. At least in the Washington Commanders football. I don't know what to call them anymore. You know, to be honest, I'm, I'm really surprised they weren't called the Washington Conquistadors. At how ridiculous with the naming <laughs> that they came up with. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Washington Cucumbers. Like, what? What are you guys doing? Are you even trying? The, the Washington Pigskins. What? You thought we were going to get rid of skins? I don't think so. They're like, we've got to find a team name that even the arena leagues aren't crazy enough to try. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, or even the Canadian Football League wouldn't even dare even name. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I have, I have a lot of respect for the Canadian Football League. I would actually would like to go to the Great Cup if there's a possibility at some point. That would be a lot of fun. That would be a blast, that big old giant football field. Yeah. And they're com I've heard that – are they combining with the XFL or something like that? Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't hear anything like that. 
I've, I've heard there's like they're in works of combining with the, it might not be XFL. It might be USFL, but they're, they're, in, they're going to combine with one of the big leagues and they've wow. done that before. They, they did that with the world league world league kind of uh, was a feeder. They fed a lot of talent into the um, Canadian league and then they absorbed, I don't know if you remember, but they absorbed the uh, Sacramento gold miners. So Sacramento, believe it or not, at one point was Canadian football champions of the world. I don't wow. Know <laughs> well, it, it kind of sounds similar to the NFL Europe League. A lot of people forgot about that, but I didn't because I remember Kurt Warner was at some point part of that. Yeah, uh, Seattle had a quarterback that was pretty good, Stan Gelbaum. He was, he was good, too. There was a few good quarterbacks out there. Yeah. All right, so do you think this will be one of those memorable big games? Why or why not? I absolutely think it's going to be one of those memorable games because you have the Matt Stafford story where he, you know, always just seemed to come up short, but he was able to, you know, pull it off. You know, the game ends in the real true way that the Rams win games. It, 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 ended by the Rams completely disrupting that Bengals offense that Joe Burrow had no options. He didn't know he, all he wanted to do was get the ball out of his hands at, you know, and when you have a quarterback that doesn't want the ball in his hands, you you're in a lot of trouble and that's what the Rams do to the quarterbacks. I, I think this is one of those games where everybody goes like, Oh yeah, this was a really, you know, one of the best. And then when you, analyze it get in detail really it was those last two minutes that were memorable especially with matt stafford not having obj and mm. and there's cooper cup you know all all season long all season long he was one of the go-to guys been reliable been even got the triple crown for you know, for receiving, receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. And to have him almost – he tried to do everything. He tried – the only thing he did – he wasn't able to successfully do was pass the ball. But it was – he did everything. And and that's one of the reasons why he definitely deserved that uh, big game Pete Roselle MVP trophy. Right. He, he did agree. it all – Especially fourth and one at your own thirty, and gained seven <laughs> yards rushing. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I, I think it was definitely going to. It's going to go down as one of the more memorable Super Bowls for that reason. It kind of had it all. I, I think they're going to call it either Matt Stafford's redemption or Super Cooper Drive. <laughs> I like that, Super Cooper. <laughs> I like that. And then who's and, the uh, who's the, the the other guy that he proposed to his girlfriend right after the after the game too? Was oh, you saw that? Yeah, <laughs> they could make a Hallmark movie. There you go. There's a Hallmark movie right there. Just ask the Rams the rights to the story, and they could do. There you go. We we just found our Hallmark movie right there for the for the big game. There we go. We yep. just found it. But then, <laughs> like, let's just say you know. 
not that not that that's not that that's gonna happen but say things don't work out with her does he have to get rid of both rings the wedding ring and the super bowl ring because the super bowl ring is now gonna remind him of the wedding ring if uh you know yeah so, that, that, is, that is a good point um it really depends if i was on the bench a lot i would keep that big game ring to be honest <laughs> and does he get half had... of the ring yeah <laughs> does she get half of the ring because I guess it, technically he earned it before he was uh, married to her so maybe not yeah I don't know all I know is I'm I'm not going to get planned on getting married anytime soon but then again a lot of guys have said that and they ended up getting married pretty soon it seems to always happen when you least expect it <laughs> that's how it works when you say eh, it's not going to happen then all of a sudden, next thing you know, like, hey, what am I doing? Trust me, I know. I've been married twice. I know all about <laughs> Married twice? Yeah, I've been married twice. <laughs> I've been divorced and married twice, both. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, this, this will be remembered because, obviously, the Rams played in their own stadium. And they risked... On free agents, they gave away pretty much their future, almost like someone that applies to a four-year university and <laughs> expecting with their loans. <laughs> but they they bet it on the roulette wheel. They bet it all in the roulette wheel. They bet it all on gold, and it paid off. Sure did. I, I think it's going to be one of those memorable, remember, similar to Jerry Jones going, he, he gave away a lot just to get to Herschel Walker. I think uh, I think GM-wise, this will be remembered as well of the Rams. It's not for everybody, but it also worked out for one other team uh, this past year, and that was the Atlanta Braves. Now, draft-wise, I'm not sure if they gave away their future in the MLB draft, but instead of thinking about, okay, our, we got to cut our losses, we got to move on to next season, they went all in in the present, and it paid off. They ended up being the trash throws in the World Series. Yeah, that's true. You're right. That's the, that's the thing is when is the time to uh... – that a team pulls that trigger and just goes all in like that. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of criticism on the 49ers because they didn't do that. There was a lot of belief that Jimmy Garoppolo could get the job done. I happened to all be one of the people that believes he could have got it done if he, but he, you know, he had a torn ligament in the throwing hand. I, I've got to imagine that had to affect his play <laughs> just a little bit. And maybe some offensive linemen as well. I'm not saying all of them were bad. Yeah. Just some of them. They, they could have used some help. Yeah. Yeah, it was rough. It, that's definitely, you know, that we have nine draft picks going into the season or going into the um, this coming draft. They're probably going to trade Jimmy, and there's so they're probably going to have a pretty good stockpile of draft picks. And hopefully they'll go the way of Dallas Cowboys and, um, you know, get some big boys. <laughs> big boys from big schools. You can't go wrong. Do you think they might try to get Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. There seems to be a lot of bitterness between uh, Rodgers and the 49ers. I really think that the Brady thing is more likely 
I could see Aaron Rodgers going to someplace like Denver or someplace like um, someplace that's kind of has a, a the championship mentality, but uh, but that's willing to kind of cater to the quarterback. I don't know that the 49ers team. I think they want somebody that's going to come in, and the team's going to instantly respect and and buy into. I, I think Rodgers might be a little more of a prima donna. I could be wrong on that though. I don't know. I guess that also takes Kyler Murray off the list as well as possibilities for the 49ers. <laughs> well, who I really, really would like to see them get is uh, I'd really like, I don't know, man. I, I try not to try not to fantasize about other quarterbacks, but really the Russell Wilson thing intrigues me. I really would like to see, you know, because supposedly he's not particularly happy up there in Seattle. All the Seattle guys really like San Francisco for some reason. I don't know if it's because it's not as cold. I don't know what it is. It doesn't rain as much. But for some reason, those guys seem to like to come to San Francisco. So hopefully, it would be great to have Russell Wilson, somebody like that. That would be kind of crazy if Kyle Murray went to Seattle, Russell Wilson went to San Francisco, and and Matt Stafford just goes like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good here in L.A. I'm good. <laughs> Well, Matt Stafford, now that he's done what he's done, I mean, he really, he's playing with house money. He can, you know, his career has, is complete now. He's done it all. He can, he can, you know, he has an argument for the Hall of Fame now, which he didn't two, three months ago. Now he has, so now he's working on legacy. And he could go down as one of the great quarterbacks because he was always considered a good, really good, great quarterback. He just, you know, didn't get it done in the big games, but, you know, you can't do it all by yourself either. Yeah, you, you got to have some players, and you got to have an offensive line in order to make plays. Yeah, and imagine, can you imagine uh, Detroit not not uh, providing him a winning atmosphere? I mean, with all their I mean, years and years of strong. winning tradition. <laughs> At some point, but that's, even that, that wasn't enough. I mean, they had the greatest football player. Several times they had the greatest fo- 